Thanks for tuning in to the Docs Sportscast again today. <clears throat> so we are excited to uh, continue our division breakdown, uh, division previews, and uh, discuss the AFC South today. So uh, the AFC South makes up the Texans, Colts, Jaguars, and Titans. Uh, so we will be talking about them in that order as well. Uh, so for you guys, we will get this uh, started off underway with the Houston Texans. Guys, plenty to say. <clears throat> plenty of things to say here about the Houston Texans. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, Deshaun Watson. Um, well, let's go back, actually. Let's go back to the beginning of the offseason. Deshaun Watson had requested a trade. Did not want to be in Houston anymore. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> shortly after this, uh, JJ Watt was released from the team, <clears throat> and then uh, you know he ultimately ended up signing with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Watson uh, then became uh, <laughs> then became a overnight household name at this point. Should be um, if you haven't heard about it. Yeah, you haven't been paying to attention to a lot of news. Um, so Deshaun Watson has 23 um, basically sexual misconduct, sexual assault cases uh, out against him currently, uh, filed against him. And this has been amongst a lot of different speculation. Um, you know, so far, nothing has been ruled. Uh, there hasn't been any evidence to... You know, say 100% that this happened, 100% that it didn't happen. So, you know, we here want to try and stay unbiased to any anything out there. Um, you know, obviously, with you know no concrete evidence to say one way or the other, uh, we can't really say what's going to happen. However, the one thing that we are upset about here on the podcast is that uh, the Houston Texans basically will still be able to have Deshaun Watson next year. Uh, so, for example, uh, they had um, a legal uh, analyst uh, came on, was talking uh, a little while ago, uh, I think on ESPN, about Deshaun Watson. We mentioned this on the previous podcast that uh, at this point, his legal case, uh, nothing will be ruled, nothing will be finalized until at least after the Super Bowl this year um, or for this season. So, essentially, if a team wants to put him on the field and play him, they can uh, whether that's the Texans or whether the Texans trade him or whatever, uh, the Texans or another team could possibly use his services. Now, the only way that this will not happen is if he gets on the commissioner's exempt list, which means he is exempt from playing football, um, you know, for various reasons that have came out against him. Now, Deshaun Watson feels very confident. Obviously, he showed up training camp, hasn't had a lot of questions Um you know, come his way about it. But uh, I think Deshaun Watson showing up training camp the way he has uh, has showed that he is telling other teams, hey, look, I am not on the commissioner exempt list. If he was going to put me on the exempt list, it would have happened already. So I'm not going to get put on there. Some team needs to take me. I don't want to play in Houston, but I want to play somewhere. So somebody pick me up. And I think Houston <clears throat> would be wise. Houston would be wise to trade him for sure. Um However, I don't think it would be wise for another team. Uh, you know, it's a one-year layaway. And so, you know, if you have a team that it's like, hey, we have to win now. Uh, okay, sure. I, I, I get it. I can see taking the one-year layaway. The other thing you have to think about is morals, guys. Like, you know, where does the team stand morally? Where is it that, you know, you're going to hold your stand 
um, from a moral standpoint? Are, are you? Is there anything you're going to do from that standpoint? And um, I think a lot of fans would be upset, uh, pretty upset, if you know the the Texans or if another team traded for Deshaun Watson in light of everything that's happened and, and been going on uh, with the whole legal battle. Now, Deshaun, like, that's the thing, guys. It, it, it comes down to how much is it money and how much is it doing the right thing. If you're focused more on the legal aspects of it, then, <clears throat> okay, maybe, maybe you you know you you go away from it if, if if you're focused on the moral aspect of it you don't want Deshaun Watson even if it's a one-year chance to win a title if you do care about them if you don't care about the morals then okay you're going to trade for him and you're going to possibly try and win a title there are a few teams that I believe are built enough to where they they could possibly uh end up you know making a title run if they got a Deshaun Watson or something like that there's plenty of teams that <clears throat> are in a position to do so and will those teams pull the trigger I don't know that's the question that that's the real question guys is will those teams pull the trigger and we don't know we ultimately don't know but anyway getting off of Deshaun Watson you know whether he plays or not I don't think if I'm the Houston Texans, I'm not going to want to play him because, again, it's a moral thing. Like, do you want him to be out there? I We are frustrated that he has the all these things going on. It's out there, and he is still going to get paid. He's still going to get to go out there and perform on the field unless the commissioner exempts him. Like, guys, this is what's wrong with professional sports. This is what is absolutely wrong with sports in general, even amateur sports now, the way college is going. Like, they don't live in the real world. They don't have to understand repercussions. They don't have to adhere to to any type of you know conflict coming from anything that they do wrong and so it's really challenging you know when it comes down to that that's something that we have a real big issue here on the podcast with is you know these these athletes live in the same world we do but for whatever reason we make it where they don't in in, in reality standpoint we make it where they don't so it, it's really frustrating <clears throat> and hopefully it can get better uh, as time goes on, hopefully it can get much better. But outside of Sean Watson, there are huge questions, huge issues for this team. You know, they're they're leading defensive player for the past however many years. JJ Watt is now not with the team. This defense is going to be atrocious, guys. I mean, it, it's not looking good. I, I mean, they didn't look all that great last year anyway, and now they've declined even more. Deshaun Watson had an amazing year last year. He threw for 4,800 yards. I mean, that's insane, guys. 4,800 yards. He really showed, hey, I'm one of, if not the best. Okay? Now, that's great. That's great. Um, but you had big questions at running back. You know, David Johnson led the team with 691 yards. Definitely didn't look his old self. Average 4.7 yards a carry on 147 attempts. Yeah, those attempts could go up a little bit more, give him more workload. Maybe he'll, he'll produce a little bit more, but it did seem like he wear, wore down in the games he was used too much. So that's something you have to think about. You know, Deshaun Watson was second in the team in rushing yards, <clears throat> 444 rushing yards there. So he did a really good job from that standpoint um, in a rushing sense. Now, Duke Johnson was the only, you know, significant person other than that for running 
Uh, and so, you know, they've added some guys. They added Philip Lindsay. That's a guy. Watch for him. He may end up being the lead back when it's all said and done. He's young, fresh legs. He can catch the ball out of the back. He can kind of do everything. I like Philip Lindsay a lot in this offense. They did pick up Mark Ingram. That's something to kind of think about. You know, could Mark Ingram end up doing something? I don't know. Um, I, I doubt it at this point in his career. But very questionable at the rushing position uh receiving wise brandon cook comes back they're losing will fuller they just lost randall cobb because you know aaron Rodgers snapped his fingers and said hey bring him here and and he went there so um you know they did trade for uh miller from uh it was miller right yeah uh from the chicago bears and so he's now on the team that's great. It's a it's a number two guy that they can use, and he's at least comparable out there. Uh, he's not he's he's no Will Fuller by any means, but he's definitely uh, better than Randall Cobb at this point. So I, I think that that's a good option right there to pick him up. But Brandon Cooks and and him are going to be the only two viable options from a you know receiving standpoint. And it's already shaky because who's going to be throwing the ball, guys? Who's going to be throwing the ball? Is it Deshaun Watson? Or will it be Tyrod Taylor, who they brought in to be the starter if if Deshaun Watson can't be the starter? So that's what we have to look at. Um, definitely, I think this has a big chance to be the worst team in the NFL this year. Uh, I believe they're going to be. That's my you know, thought. I'm pretty firm on that. And I don't think it's going to change. I don't think there's much that's going to change it. You know, If Deshaun plays, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked Deshaun plays as the starter for this team i think there's so much against him from the organization being against him from all the fans being against him from the things that are being you know alleged that he has done i mean i just don't see it being a good thing if he's starter out there on the field so seriously you can't really feel good about any position on this team right now so uh next up we're going to talk about the indianapolis colts to get into some positivity here guys and and stop talking about you know, negative things and negative players and negative actions, all that stuff. We'll talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Guys, I am so excited for the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, Phillip Rivers, an aging Phillip Rivers, threw for over 4,000 yards, okay? I, granted, I don't think he should have retired. I think he could have had another pretty decent year in him. I mean, if I was New Orleans, I would have looked at bringing Phillip Rivers, you know, for a year to New Orleans and see what he could do down there. Uh, but... He threw for four, over 4,000 yards. They are bringing in Carson Wentz, the guy from Philadelphia, the guy who was a god. He could walk on water when they won the Super Bowl. And then, you know, two, three years later, it's like, oh, yeah, we're done with you and moving on. Same thing with the coach, Doug Peterson. So, you know, Philadelphia is very much a city that is, hey, what have you done for me lately? And it, in, a, in somewhat a bad way. And so for that reason, he was moved out. Now he is reunited with Frank Wright, who he was with at the Philadelphia Eagles when he played so well. And now they will be going at it for the Philadelphia or the Indianapolis Colts. So that's great. I'm super excited for it. I think he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards. I think he's going to have a really banner year. And, uh, yeah, I think this offense will really click with him. I think Frank Wright knows how to get him going and in the right mindset, which is exactly been his problem is just his mental mindset. Now, rushing Guys, this is so great, a great story. See Jonathan Taylor come out and do what he did. He was over 1,000 yards rushing, and there was one game he didn't even play. That is fantastic. Five yards per carry, 232 attempts. So they used him quite a bit, you know, and, I mean, he averaged 77 yards per game. That's pretty dang good. He only fumbled the ball one time. 
as well. I mean, what more do you got to say? He had an amazing, amazing year, and there's really not much you can take away from that. Uh, Naeem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, they're pretty comparable splitting the uh, remaining amount of carries, 89 and 84 respectively, and 380 to 308 yards uh, per carry on those. Uh, so, you know, or not per carry, but um, 308 and 380 yards. Now, you know, neither of them average five yards per carry. But Naheem Hines was pretty good. He averaged 4.3. So that's a guy I think Naheem Hines has some value to him. However, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the back in this. He's going to be the, the featured back, and, and that's just the case. So nothing more to really talk about there. Now, receiving-wise, this is the big question mark. The only question mark I have for this team is how far can this receiving core go? Okay, No receiver last year went over 1,000 yards. Even Phillip Rivers, who threw for over 4,000 yards, didn't have one receiver that threw for a thousand yards now we do know Carson Wentz does like his targets he does like his guys and like with Zach Ertz when he was there in Philadelphia if he likes you and he's comfortable with you he will go to you frequently so the question is who's he gonna like who's he gonna get comfortable with where's he gonna go with the ball now Jack Doyle my guy from Western Kentucky University where I went to school yeah Hilltoppers so I expect Jack Doyle to have a bounce back here he only had 255 uh, 251 yards on the season uh, with 23 receptions but he only played 14 games so that's two games that he missed he he obviously I think he should have got more runway Moali Cox stepped in did some things but they didn't use the tight end position very much at all regardless Trey Burton 28 catches Jack Doyle 23 catches and Moali Cox 31 catches so they didn't really do a lot of shares to the tight end position now I think that'll change with Carson Wentz. He definitely loves using his tight ends. That's why Zach Ertz did so well down in Philadelphia, and Dallas Goddard had a, uh, you know, a breakout season when he was playing. So definitely look for the tight end positions, whether it's Molly Cox or Jack Doyle. I think one of them is definitely going to get a lot more than what they got this year from a receiving standpoint. Now, Michael Pittman Jr., T.Y. Hilton. Those are the two to really focus on in this wide receiving core. T.Y. Hilton's definitely taking some step downs steps down but if you look at it last year his he didn't have horrible numbers you know 765 762 yards uh 13.6 yards per catch uh average depth per catch that's great guys that, that's not bad that's not bad at all i mean you're over 10 that that's good if you're over 10 so he had that was good he, he averaged 50 yards per game from a receiving standpoint which is pretty good pretty good as well the challenge here the challenge here guys is Michael Pittman jr. who I think is going to have a breakout year I think he's got tons of talent tons of ability and I think now he's going to get the opportunity okay so if Michael Pittman jr. can get the opportunity that I believe he deserves they're going to be they're going to be fine from a receiving standpoint. And I think that this is where it's going to go. So, you know, Michael Pittman Jr., you know, he had 40 receptions last year on 61 targets. Definitely a better catch ratio than T.Y. Hilton. Uh, so that that's good. Goes well for him also. And then average depth of target or average depth of catch would be 12.6, which is not bad at all either. He only had one touchdown. Look for that to maybe go up. He's a, he's a bigger guy. He can definitely get in there and get some touchdowns. And Carson Wentz is good throwing into the middle of the field and stuff, which I think Pittman can do a little bit of when he when we get them out there this season. So 
look for them to step up, play well um, on offense. I think they're going to be better on offense than they were last year, not because Carson Wentz, Phillip Rivers, not because of that changeout, just because Michael Pittman has one more year to grow. Jonathan Taylor's got another year, a year under him. Now he has the ability to grow. And, uh, yeah, I, th I think I think Carson Wentz will play well in the system Frank Wright has, and that'll that'll get them to some wins. Defense is coming back with pretty much everyone, uh, not any huge losses. So, yeah, expect this to be a really great team. I'm excited for them. Uh, I think they're going to end up doing really, really well. And moving on now is the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Okay, guys, well, let's talk about the obvious thing here. Trevor Lawrence, the number one pick in the NFL draft. Let's talk about him. Guys, I am down on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I, I did not have him number one on my board. Uh, I have said that. Uh, I'll say it again. I did not have him number one on my board. I don't think he's going to be number one uh, out there when the season's all said and done. I don't think he's going to be the number one rookie quarterback this year. I just think that when you look at him and you watch the way he plays, you watch what he did at Clemson, and I think he's hit his peak. I think he's hit his peak, and he's not really going to be able to play above what we've seen. Now, I think that a guy like Zach Wilson, um, there, there's a few other guys there in the draft uh, that I think can progress and can play better than what we've seen i think they'll grow you know uh jones in new england i think he's a guy like that so i think there's guys there that can grow and get better but i think we've seen kind of that top level from trevor lawrence i don't see him being able to elevate beyond what he did at clemson which to me yes it was impressive but in the nfl i think he's going to get chewed up a bit i think he's not going to have a good time reading the offenses i think he had a lot of talent around him at clemson that he could rely on going to and I don't think he's going to have that, especially in Jacksonville. You know, these guys, uh, he's not bringing out the top wide receiving core in the country uh, in the NFL. And so we'll we'll just have to see how that goes. Now, Gardner Minshew is going to, you know, be vacating his starting job. Um, Mike Lennon got some, some runs there. Um, Jake Luton got some run. You know, so those guys, not a factor. You know, they're definitely going to start Trevor Lawrence. And rightfully so, they kind of need to. You know, you spend another one draft pick. On that person you definitely need to put them in the starting job <clears throat> now rushing this is so frustrating guys Travis Etienne uh, is coming in James Robinson had over a thousand yards last year only playing 14 games amazing season absolutely amazing season guys if he had played all 16 games I, I think he would have been rookie running back like he would have been the top rookie running back I, to me he would have been rookie of the year I think he played amazing amazing football and uh, yeah, no one expected it. Nobody expected this or saw this coming uh, before the season started. So amazing, 4.5 yards per carry, you know, 240 carries total for the season, averaged 76 yards per game. Just amazing. And now they bring in Travis Etienne. I don't understand that. It really doesn't make sense to me. You know, maybe they're becoming like John Gruden and the Raiders where Urban Meyer's like, oh, get me some nice fancy toys. You know, I don't care about anything else. Get me some nice fancy toys. Um, you know, okay, I get it, Aurora. Aurora was saying that she loves her fancy toys, and so there's no reason. I mean, you can never have too many toys. But as I've told Aurora before, if you have too many toys, we don't we won't have money to give you treats. Yeah, she she just uh, opened her eyes and agreed with me there. Um, yes. So um, 
anyway, that's the thing here, guys. I, I don't understand it. There's plenty of things you could have went and done uh, with that draft pick. You could have went and got a wide receiver that I think could have helped out. You could have went and got defensive players that I think could help you out. You could have went and got linemen that can help protect your number one pick. Like, there's plenty of things you could have done there, and you went with Travis Etienne. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. James Robinson, I feel for you. Um, I, I'm very sad and upset that you're not going to have, you know, the future season that you should have, I think, um, that you've earned. You earned that job, and now it was taken from you. So we'll see what happens. Maybe James Robinson will still come out and win that job. I highly doubt it, though, because you put that much equity in ETN. You kind of need it to work out if you're Urban Meyer. So, yeah, anyway, receiving-wise, there's not much to talk about, guys. Uh, LaVisca Chenault's still there. DJ Chark's still there. Um, you know, Keelan Cole has, has moved on, I believe. Yeah, I think he has. Um, yeah, there's just not all that much going on uh, from a receiving standpoint. I, I think they, they need one more guy to really be effective. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they, de they definitely, I think, they need one more guy to, to really be effective. And if you look at, you know, what they did with Tim Tebow, I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think it was just a media ploy. Um, you know, maybe it's a friendship thing for Urban Meyer, but again, that just makes me lose more confidence in him. I think he's going to be a really bad NFL coach. Clearly, to me, he's showing that he's trying to do the Chip Kelly thing and do all this special stuff and get all these specialty guys and all these things. Like you can do, you can get away with that in college football. You cannot get away with that in the NFL. We have seen that. Stop trying it, guys. Everybody wants to think I'm special. I can make it work. No, you can't. Stop it. It's not going to work. So whatever. Anyway, this team's really going to struggle. I don't. I think they'll get some wins, things like that. You know, um, Trevor Lawrence will have some big games, but you know, I, I don't see them uh, winning the division by any means uh, because you got the Colts and, and Titans to go through. Anyway, we'll go with the Titans now. This is, um, it, it's interesting. I, I don't have the Titans as the favorite in this division i don't have the titans in the in the as the favorite in the division mainly because i have some questions on defense for them you know ryan Tannehill went for 3800 yards last year he easily could have went for 4000 but you know they didn't really focus on a passing offense so i understand why he didn't there wasn't enough opportunity for him so i think he could get there especially because they brought in julio jones they made the trade for julio jones guys this was a great move for them um however I don't think the move helps them. I, I think that, you know, they lost Corey Davis, who to me almost, he almost had 1,000 yards passing catch in receptions last year, 1,000 yards receptions, which they had him and A.J. Brown were both over 15 yards per catch. That's huge. That's huge. They both had over 70 yards per game. I mean, they both played phenomenal. Lights out. They really did. And, uh, you know, they let, they let Corey Davis move on, and now he is with the uh, New York Jets. So I think it's going to hurt them. I, I don't think Julio – I think Julio's great. I, I got nothing against him. He doesn't have what he did. I mean, it, it's an obvious thing. When you age to a certain point, you know, you're not going to have what you did when you were younger. But I, I think it's going to hurt them. I think they could have done some things – to improve uh, in free agency at other positions, maybe uh, make some adjustments on the defensive end when they maybe come up against a Lamar Jackson or something that burned them in the playoffs. I think there's some things they could have done there, um, and and they, they haven't. So 
we'll see what happens. I, I, I like this team. I root for this team. I worked and lived outside Nashville for a while in my career and uh, really do enjoy this team. I got a friend of mine, Sean, who actually works uh, for the Tennessee Titans and, you know, wish them all the best of luck. Hope they can maybe win a title or something, but I have them coming second in the division. Uh, Derrick Henry doing his thing over 2,000 rushing yards, over 5.4 yards per carry, over 126 yards per game insane guys insane with 378 attempts that definitely needs to come down he's gonna wear out quick so bring that down get some passing out there a little bit more than what you did before and and we'll see where things go and Tannehill, you know he attempted 43 rushing yards for 266 that's not awful i mean it's him getting out of the pocket making some plays every now and then too so very effective team i think they're going to be great um but definitely I wouldn't have your eyes set on Julio Jones, fantasy purposes, things like that. I would really sell on him because I just think he's going to go way too high, and I think he's going to lose a step, and I don't think he's going to fit in as well in this offense as a Corey Davis did. He's definitely not providing what Corey Davis did, who had a phenomenal year. So, wrapping the episode up, we will uh, be done with the AFC South, and uh, as we move on, we'll talk. We'll recap here on the predictions here. Uh, Last in the division is the Texans. They're in shambles. Uh, you know, if Deshaun Watson ends up being the starter and playing for them, maybe that changes. It, it could, you know, I, it might change. You know, we'll have to see how things go in the preseason, stuff like that, because uh, they may not end up finishing last. They may be able to leapfrog over the Jaguars, who we currently have in third. Again, this is if Deshaun Watson isn't going to be playing. Um, but, yeah, you know, not great. They're not really well-rounded of a team for the Jaguars. Um, you know, they have some holes and things that they need to make up for that they didn't really touch or address this year. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens there. But then the Titans, number two. Obviously, this is a controversial thing. A lot of people have the Titans be number one, especially after how they've performed the last couple of years. But, um, you know, Derrick Henry can only do so much. And at some point, he will wear down. And your solution was going getting an older wide receiver uh, to replace a young guy that was that was doing really great things for you. And then lastly, but not least, the top team in the division in our predictions right now, the Colts, Indianapolis Colts, with Carson Wentz coming back. Things going to fit in that system really well. Frank Reich knows how to get the most out of him. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with the wide receiving core. I think Michael Pittman Jr. is going to step up, play really well. Jonathan Taylor is going to do his thing. So that being said, uh, we will wrap it up today for you guys and uh, next up we will be doing the nfc north so we'll be doing the nfc north and uh, you guys will hear a little bit about them coming up on the next episode really appreciate you guys listening to the podcast uh, please like share subscribe you know we have our facebook below um you know go to apple subscribe to the podcast that way every time that we per we publish new content you guys can see it right away and uh check it out you know, send it out there to some friends and things as well to get the content out there if you guys enjoyed it. If you didn't enjoy the content, feel free to send us a note. You know, you have our email below as well. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we can do to improve, make things better for you. Uh, we're trying to figure out how we can maybe do video at some point with graphics and things like that. Um, but so far, haven't figured it out yet at this point and uh, just haven't had the time to get it figured out. But uh, we'll work on that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thank you and have a great one.